The Auburn Tigers do their part in the SEC-ACC or ACC-SEC Challenge. They take down Virginia Tech 74-57, to giving the walk-ons like a minute and a half of playing time, only up 15. I'm Zach Blackerby. He's Daryl Daprich, and we go live after every Auburn basketball game. And Daryl, to me, one, I mean, Janai Broom was spectacular, and two, I think this showed just how much more ta like talent Auburn had on their team versus Virginia Tech. I don't think they played great outside of Janai Broom, but they were just by far the better basketball team. Yeah, I, I think you know we talked before we you know hit record before we came on live, and I think it's it's one of those rare occasions where the flaws in the basketball game, your the things you didn't do well tonight, the negatives to your game will turn out to actually be a bigger positive yeah. for Auburn in the long run. And let me explain before people think I'm getting punch drunk because it's so late. Um, Auburn did got very little backcourt production tonight other than the Trey Donaldson spurts. Uh, they just didn't get nothing from Holloway. I don't even think he scored. Denver Jones gave them limited points. Um, so the backcourt really didn't do much, but the front court stepped up big. That tells me – that Auburn can beat you a variety of ways if one aspect of their game is lacking. That's good. That's depth. That's mm -hmm. balance. And it's not one-dimensional. So that's a positive, even though, you know, it, it's a it's a kind of a negative um, outcome with the backcourt. The second thing is, Zach, look at the starting lineup. I mean, you have the, the points there. I think Denver Jones scored, Jalen Williams scored, and Broom scored. And 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 Jones and Williams were were very low scoring games. Anytime a basketball team has that little production from their starting lineup, which is supposed mm -hmm. to be your bread and butter, well, why is that a positive? Because it goes to show the insane depth that this Auburn basketball. So even the things that Auburn didn't get right tonight, I look at them as positives. Yeah, I think you can learn from it. It gives Bruce Pearl and the staff um, teaching tape to to show, say, okay, this is this is what we need to focus on in the future. But you're right, Aiden Holloway, no points. Jalen Williams, three points. Uh, Chris Moore, zero points, and Denver Jones scored eight. But it was all Janai Broom with 30 points. And outside of that, you had 33 points coming off the bench, and and that was the difference, right? Outside of Janai Broom and points in the paint, Auburn dominated because of Janai but they didn't have an answer for him. And something that I think is different about Janai this year than what we've seen in the past, and we've talked about it before when he kind of gets hot to start a game, he'll look at the at the Auburn's bench and say that, you know, they can't, they can't slow me down, they can't stop me. And that's something that he did in Brooklyn. He's not afraid to dominate a basketball game. And to me, it seems like he's taken that step forward with the mentality of, okay, I'm comfortable putting the offense on my back when I need to. And that's we've seen that a few times from him now this season. Obviously, tonight scoring 30 was was a more dramatic and emphasized version of that. But I don't think Janai Broom does this a year ago. No, I, I totally agree. I think Janai Broom last year looked to others at times during basketball games to tote the water a little bit. And I think he realized through a maturation process and the NBA evaluation, and then, and, you know, the camp that he went to where I really think he came of age, the prospect camp or whatever that thing was where he showed out, and we were all like, oh, crap. We didn't want to see that. We didn't want to see him go off. Yeah, through the that draft process. Huge. Right. Yes, that was huge for him 
to play against other prospects and to really play well and to dominate. So I think that that, that mentality and that mindset bled over to the season where he really believed I can take over games because I did it against great competition. It was a confidence builder. Yeah. And he, he realizes when they need him to kind of get separation, if somebody else is struggling. Yeah. So look, here's what I'm saying. It's an unfinished product at this point, but I think I'm really, really excited for when I think this team's going to start to really mesh and gel and think about if broom, and Chad Baker Mazzaro, who had a great game, he's really starting to come into his own right before our eyes. Yeah, getting Let's better. Say every they game. have that kind of game. The front court plays well, and then the back court goes off. I'm gonna tell you something. I don't, I'm not over exaggerating. I try to, you know, keep my expectations a little bit tempered. But if that happens, Auburn's going to be very, very difficult to beat if they have both aspects of their. If the guards are playing well. And the back and the front court's playing well, man. It's going to be tough to beat them, I, I, especially the way they're guarding right now. Which people thought their defense was going to be, their defense was elite tonight. The blocks, the hands in the passing lanes, the disruptiveness, getting offensive fouls. I mean, they they did everything. I mean, what did Virginia Tech have at halftime? Twenty two points, I think. I mean, that's a that's amazing to hold somebody that low. Twenty four. Yeah, 24. 20, 24. I mean, yeah. You know, that, that's on pace to keep somebody under 50, which yeah, is almost take unheard that. of. Yeah, you take huh? that. Yeah, especially yeah, with the pace that Auburn plays. It's not like yeah. they're in Virginia where they hold the ball for right. forever. They want they want you to be able to shoot it a bunch. So yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. And I mentioned this in one of the write-ups at AuburnDaily.com previewing this game, Daryl. But and this was in Auburn's notes that they sent out to media. They said Auburn was fifth in all of college basketball. And a and three point percentage allowed. People were shooting like twenty two percent against them from deep. And it's not like Auburn hasn't played good teams, right? I mean, we talked about it before we went on. They opened with Baylor, and they haven't really shied away from teams that have the potential to make a tournament run here. And they held, I think it was thirty percent from three. And Virginia Tech on the season, I believe, was shooting thirty eight percent from three. So still holding folks well below their average, making folks have really uncomfortable shots. And that's what Bruce Pearl does. They're farther along defensively, Daryl, at this point of the season than I thought they would be. They're ahead of schedule. We talked about how long this would kind of take for all these new faces to kind of come together and kind of create some chemistry. They're, they're nailing it. I think they're knocking it out of the park. And another layer of this, I talked about this on the radio earlier today, Daryl, but this team didn't play for eight days. I expected a slow start from this team, and they came out and, and hit it like they were in midseason form. This, this, I think all of these things are things that kind of flow under the radar, but when it comes conference play, I think they're going to have a lot of these boxes already checked. Yeah, the 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 to to your two points, the first one about how they're guarding the three right now. Virginia Tech did come in as one of the hottest three-pointing team shooting teams in the country, but Florida Atlantic exposed some things uh, down in Orlando at the Disney Classic, where they ran out past the three-point line and really extended on Virginia Tech and took that away. I mean, they just basically there would have been back doors and lobs all day long, but they sold out past the three-point line. I think Auburn 
saw that and used a little bit of that blueprint. The difference is you do give up rebounds that way, and we saw that. So the two, yeah. the only two things from a defensive standpoint that I want to see Auburn clean up, they're getting there's way too many second chance points still. But I think when, when you have runouts like that and you run out to defend the three, that's going to happen. And then look, it's just part of the DNA of this team. I give them credit in the second half for flipping the script, but I just feel like this team fouls too much. And I know it's their style of play, yeah. but they just absolutely give away foul differentials early. But again, to their credit in the second half, I almost fell out of my recliner when at one point I saw Auburn had three fouls and Virginia Tech had seven. I'd put my glasses on, do a double take and, and zoom the screen to make sure so they did get that. Those are kind of thing. Those are the kind of things, Zach, that you have all season to work on, or you know, out of conference. And then, because when you get to the postseason, you absolutely cannot afford to have a foul differential like they've been having, and then yep. give up second chance points. Get that cleaned up, and defensively, this team will be elite. Uh, I'm with you on all of that. I want to look at how the SEC fared because Arkansas just beat Duke supposedly according to our live chat. So that's. That's pretty incredible. Um, well, not yeah, it is. But try beating them in Cameron, like, like the Arizona Wildcats did. But anyway, go ahead. All right, there you go, there you go. Uh, so that's coming up, and also go ahead and put your questions and comments in the live chat. We'll respond to them. So, so the SEC must have won the challenge then with that win. I think it's I think it's split seven seven. But we'll touch on that in just a second. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience is what brings home the winning trophy. It's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, whatever it may be. They've got it with over 122 million parts for your car, truck, or SUV. They've got you covered. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride or die every single time or you get your money back. So head over to eBay Motors. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to U.S customers i think when you look across the sec daryl i think the sec underachieved in this acc sec challenge combination of a lot of that and a lot of top 25 teams losing arguably losing games that they should not auburn deserves to be ranked next week assuming they take care of business um against app state i think this is a top 25 basketball team yeah, you know, Mississippi State lost to Georgia Tech. They were ranked. That was an underachievement. Uh, speaking of underachievement, you can't spell underachievement without UA. And, uh, you know, Alabama loses to Clemson at home. That was an underachievement. But then again, Missouri goes on the road and beats Pitt. That wasn't expected. We sure didn't think Arkansas was going to beat Duke. Uh, so those kind of wash. Other, other than that, I think it might have went chalk. I mean, I think I thought North Carolina was going to beat Tennessee. I didn't think they were going to boat race Tennessee. I mean, that was ugly. So, yeah, it's interesting about how all the – I mean, LSU – oh, no, the Virginia-Texas A&M game was another upset. A&M was number 14 in the country and went into Virginia. Virginia smoked them. Uh, Buzz Williams, again, being the sixth man on the court the whole freaking game. They better get that cleaned up before he comes to Neville Arena because that's just – Tired of that, but so A and M get, gets upset by Virginia. Um, so you know, and that that was one that should have went as he. So yeah, I guess you could say if you looked at all the matchups and the the games, the SEC teams that were favored, 
probably at the end of the day lost more than they won. And then so that's why you get the split. I think Auburn was what favored 10 and then the line moved to eight, like right before tip. So yeah. again, let's keep this in perspective. This is a team that Auburn just beat 17. That's not a mid-major. They're a ACC probably tournament type team that Auburn really just throttled at home. And they that talked was- about that in the broadcast, right? I mean, this is a middle of the road ACC team and I mean, of course, it's, it's not yeah. unusual for us to see, you know, six or seven teams from that conference make the tournament. So I think that's, I think yeah. that's great. Grant asked, what are y'all's opinion on KD Johnson? He hasn't seemed like the same KD we know and love. Should we be concerned or just be patient? I think the beauty of KD is when he pops, it's great. But in this situation, he's the backup too. And he doesn't have to be, he doesn't have to be great. I think a lot of what you do with KD is you want him for defense and to guard specific guys. And I think that's going to become even more crucial in conference play when there's specific guards they want to put KD on. Um, I think it's just KD Johnson is what he is. He's going to have great games and he's going to have games where he's effective defensively and he's not as effective on the offensive side of things. How you manage his minutes are, are, are very much a key on how effective he'll be. He's a guy that can inject immediate inten- immediate intensity and enthusiasm if you need it, but he could also kill you with bad shot selection, wildness, and his emotions, which he got teed up for. So managing that and having your finger on that pulse and recognizing if it's good KD or bad KD is what's going to help him and help this team. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Derek says ESPN – Said they were playing very selfish ball. Didn't notice that because I wasn't watching as close. Zach and Dap, did you notice that? I, I don't know if they said that. selfish. Yeah, yeah go, go ahead. ahead. You, no, you got it. I, 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 they weren't saying selfish. They were just saying, you know, that it was when it got into the half court set, they were they were not um, running sets and they were trying to go too much one on one individual. Now you could, I guess, you know, define that as selfish basketball, but. If you have an open shot, you're supposed to take it. That's not selfish. Their game does bog down in the half court. So I think they were more uh, – Fishback was talking more about how in transition they shared the basketball better, and the half court said it bogged them down a little bit. Yeah. I, I didn't think the ball movement or anything like that was anything out of the uh, – I mean, 12 assists, Like you, I think you take that. I think right. you take that. Especially on a night where the shots didn't really fall as consistent as you'd want them. I, I don't think so. I, I I wouldn't say that how they played was selfish, Derek. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Um, Ben Taylor, our good friend Ben Taylor says Denver Jones went viral for uh, twenty-one straight threes at the top of the key. Yet there's no set plays to get him to the top of the key where he clearly is comfortable. Why, Daryl? Do you um you want to take this one? Yeah, it goes to what we just said. They are not running any kind of sets or any kind of off-ball screens for anybody when they get to the half court. They're trying to get shots from isolation one-on-one, meaning you shoot yourself open or you dribble yourself open, and that's going to come back to bite them. They've got to run some set plays, off-ball screens, those throw it over the top, that skip pass thing to get people open because right now they're just relying too much on one-on-one 
beating your man to get separation, and that and that's not Denver Jones's game, and that's not going to work in a close game against an elite opponent. Yep, yep. I mean, I didn't I didn't like how they used the guards really at all tonight. I think that shows in their scoring, right? I mean, how many times is Aiden going to go zero for seven from the floor? And he only shot two threes. Like, it's not like he was just throwing stuff up deep, hoping something went in. Like, I don't, there weren't a whole lot of shots where I thought like, oh, that shot didn't make sense there. I mean, there were some because it was a college basketball game, but I didn't think it was like, I didn't think anybody was being super reckless with their, with their shot selection. Um, but just, I, I think the guard play in general tonight on the offensive side of the floor, I just, I just didn't like it, but it goes back to what you said. Like it, there's going to be games where your guards aren't going to be able to score and other people need to step up. And that's what we saw. So I think we learned more about this team tonight. I agree. And Chad Baker Mazzara, you know, thank goodness for him in the first half, because other yeah. than broom, he was the only one doing anything offensively. And that was a big help until the guards got going a little bit. Yeah. Chad Baker Mazzara, man, he's getting better every single game. It's like he's getting more and more comfortable with the speed of what Bruce Pearl wants him to do and kind of his his role in this in in this roster and in this team. I I love what he's doing. I love what he's doing. He played 23 minutes. He had the best plus minus on the team. He didn't make any of his threes, but found a way to score 15 points. And it sounds like his family was there to watch him, which is really, really cool for him. And, you know, he was he was bummed out because he had to miss some time. He injured his left hand and went to the locker room. It appears that he's fine in his return. He looked fine when he came back. So we'll uh, we'll see. I'm sure Bruce Pearl will be asked about that in his press conference, and he may or may not have an update. But that's certainly something to follow, I think, Daryl, over the next few games, see if that hand looks okay. I think teams that – aspire to have championship seasons every team needs a player like him he's tough he's absolutely dynamic and athletic yeah. and i'm gonna tell you right now if that dunk falls that he tried off the miss three i sure. i was there live for the chris porter dunk against lsu when he brought it from his uh ankles um and that was probably one of the better dunks i've ever seen in person that dunk right there if had had Mazzara dunked that would have been probably one of the best ever in Auburn history. That's a take. That's a strong take, but I don't disagree with it. I mean, it would have been explosive for sure. Yeah, I, it, I mean, it was unbelievable. But now Chris Porter's was, yeah, I mean, Chris Porter's was was yeah. absolutely, you know, super hero-like. So it looked like me in my in my room when I was a kid in the with the Nerf hoop. You know, I could just do all there that you kind of stuff. Yeah. Sure. You never yeah. had one of those because – by the time you were that age, they were probably not even being sold anymore. A Nerf hoop? Yeah. You put them on your door in your room. Yeah, no, I know what it is. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, okay, I'm just making sure. Yeah, I, I used to practice my dunks and all that kind of stuff. Well, that's good. That's good. Practice uh, practice when, when nobody's watching or something like that. Right, right. Oh, that's what I did. Chad yeah. Baker Mazar, he's, he's not this type of player. I think they, they have different games. But as far as impact and contribution to the team, I see some Malik Dunbar to him where he's not going to be your like main score, but he's going to have games where he, where he saves it, where he steps up and, and is able to contribute in different ways. I think that's um, as far as impact goes, they're not the same kind of player, Daryl, but I, I think, I think this is overall energy 
Auburn fans loved Malik Dunbar, even though he wasn't a sure, like surefire starter when he got here. Same with Chad Baker, Mazzara. I just see some similarities there. I'm going to even throw it back a little further for our old timers on this. See if they agree. But there was a guy that was very much like that in the 99 run for Auburn named Bryant Smith. And he was even left-handed and he played the three position. Okay. And he would average about 13 or 14 a game, but man, he was a glue energy guy. You know, he was the guy that, you know, everybody, Chris Porter, Doc Robinson, and then you'd look around and Bryant Smith would have 14, you know, and and he reminds me a lot of him. Right. What? What? you, You can't show it? I can't with that profile picture. No, I can't. I can't bring it back no. up again. I'm sorry. I wasn't right. ready. For, I wasn't ready for that. I saw something go up and go down really, really quick, and I, 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 I and I saw my name in it, so I got a little concerned. <clears throat> oh my gosh! All right. Uh, Derek. Derek says. Dab, just to make you feel old, he was four in 1999. Wow. I would have yeah. been six. I would have been six in 1999. So Yeah, I was uh, 31 in 1999. How about them apples? All right, U.S. Out says, I love the way Chaney played, dude. Is a menace in the paint, I believe is what he wanted to say. Physical, not mm-hmm. afraid of anything. Plays fearless. I, I, love, I love Chaney Johnson's game. I totally agree with that. I think his offensive game is going to come along. I mean, there were a couple, you know, he had the, he had the three ball that he hit. Um, he, he had an opportunity to dunk it and he, he kind of didn't, and he kind of went up and under and lost, lost it. But his defense, two or three blocks, the block that he completely snatched the ball away from the Virginia tech big uh, was really a elite play. He almost held on to it too, but it rolled out of bounds. So yeah, he's coming into his own. I think his offensive game will come along. And when it does, when it does, I mean, that's another guy that you're just going to have. It's like a bonus, right? It's just, it's just more depth and more weapons because he plays behind Jalen Williams, right? Right. All right, Daryl, it's late. We're going to go to bed, but um, thank y'all so much for sticking around. Because I'm sure if y'all are watching, y'all are tired. But thank y'all for sticking around. St- uh, the next game is Sunday against App State. I'm not positive we'll be able to do that. But we will keep y'all posted on our social medias if that is possible or not. But I think I'll be traveling for that. So we'll uh we'll see. We'll we'll keep y'all updated. But Daryl, in the meantime, how can people check out everything that you've got going on? You can follow me on X DAP 6410 and then Monday mornings on the Auburn Network and Tuesday afternoons on the Auburn Network, various shows, including our good friend Ben Taylor, who my goodness, he's up this late, and he's got to get up that early. Props to, to Ben. Daryl, what's the name of Ben's show? <laughs> the name of Ben's show? Yeah, it's, what is it's, it? It's, it's uh, Opelika Auburn this morning. Close, close. You can find all my written work at auburndaily.com, and we will see you tomorrow. <laughs> this has been Locked on Auburn.